Discussion the truth coming at you at the 6 o'clock hour. That is Eastern Standard Time. Uh, regular time slot, 5 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays. Uh, I am here for you. Uh, we just got done with a Ralph Epperson. We started the special edition here. This is a four-hour quadruple uh, installment of Discussion to Truth. We started the first hour with UK-based Tobias Churton. Uh, who is uh, an Oxford-educated scholar who, uh, who has written extensively about the life of Alistair Crowley. Uh, if you're not familiar with him and his Gnostic mystic uh, works, traveling the world, uh, ascending to high peaks, uh, such as K2, uh, do uh, make yourself familiar with him. Uh, again, A. Ralph Epperson is based out of Arizona. He's a historian, American historian, and he uncovers uh, what is considered the New World Order. What is that? Now, he revealed some very interesting information. Uh, there was a technical glitch throughout the program with him. I haven't actually experienced that one before. I've experienced others. Uh, we have been broadcasting remotely out of studio uh, for a couple of months. That's the first time I experienced that one. Uh, but uh, he did have some very interesting uh, information he revealed out, uh, regarding a group out of Quebec. And that applies directly to the New World Order. Now, if you were listening to the Tobias uh, uh, edition today uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard, um, I was uh, giving a parallel on uh, Mexico, the Spanish conquistadors. Look, this is a what you're looking at economically. You're looking at a system politically. You're looking at a system that has morphed through the ages, but uh, the nexus of it, uh, as that New World Order is written in Latin on the back of the U.S. dollar bill, the nexus of it is uh, rooted from uh, Rome uh, in every element that I can see. And then you can draw current uh, parallels today with uh, the Federal Reserve, uh, the District of Columbia, uh, uh, the Corporation of London, the Bank of England, and uh, the Vatican and its banks, uh, all being sovereign entities to the countries in which they uh, occupy geographic space. Um, so uh, that is uh, kind of what you're looking at uh, today. Now, you, you, you put in, you apply a, a threat a terroristic element of life, uh, a scare. Uh, and again, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that the coronavirus isn't dangerous, but what I am questioning is why does Zero Hedge, which is a blog, uh, why do they get, uh, why do they get uh, banned from Twitter for posting an alternative view in regards to the outbreak of the coronavirus? A. Ralph Epperson, American historian, just said that China is a puppet to the international bankers. Does that make sense to you? Well, if it does, then I urge you and invite you to look at the work of Anthony Sutton. Okay, and you know what? Look at the work of A. Ralph Epperson. Uh, but Anthony Sutton is a former Stanford Hoover fellow. Look, I started this program. It's now in its fourth year. I started it because I started looking into the Zika scare. 2016, uh, Miami Beach, crop dusters uh, flying overhead, spraying a pesticide. Total invasion of uh, one space. Uh, when you've got the majority of people on Miami Beach saying, hey, no, don't spray us with this uh, neurotoxin. It's banned by the European Union. Puerto Rico is rejecting a shipment of it from the World Health Organization. You're going to feed us with this stuff? And Broward to the north is using a safe organic pesticide. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna use it on us. And they used it in Winwood, they used it in Miami Beach, 
and there was nothing any of the people could do about it that were out and out. And yes, everything I found out was that the Rockefellers owned a patent on the Zika extraction process. They still own it. 1940s Africa, Uganda forest. And they were the largest shareholders of the pesticide that was developed 10 years after that in the 1950s by the Chevron Chemical Corporation. Rockefellers have hands in both. So then I get into the Hegelian dialectic, thanks to Anthony Sutton and the work he did at Stanford, um, and the speech he gave in Miami Beach in 1972 uh, convention, political convention for the Republican Party, which he returned to Palo Alto and was reprimanded and said, hey, if you ever divulge that information about Prescott Bush and Nazi Germany and the banking, then you'll be excused from Stanford University. So he says, within a year, he says, that's fine. And he started public, uh, public, uh, publishing his own books and... Um, as a matter of fact, he started publishing with Trine Day. Now, Trine Day will also be releasing next month, uh, Freedom Reserve, No More Lies. And that is a book that has been authored by myself. I am Ian Hamilton Trottier. Donate to the program at iantrottier.com. Uh, you can listen to me here uh, every Wednesday, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard. Uh, uh, Wednesdays, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard on Stop Mass Media and Winwood One. Uh, dot com. Not affiliated with Westwood One, by the way. Not affiliated. Totally private, independent. Um, now, we, like I said earlier, we are in a quadruple header uh, today. We started with Tobias Churn. We started with, with A. Ralph Epperson. Uh, and we're going to be ending uh, next hour with J.P. Lindstroth. Uh, J.P. has uh, got a Ph.D. from Harvard. Uh, Tobias, or excuse me, not Harvard, uh, Oxford, uh, former Fulbright scholar. Uh, Tobias is educated at uh, Oxford, so we have two Oxford scholars during the during the program in those four hours. Uh, a. Roth Pepperson, University of Arizona, and now we're going to bring on um, Makia Freeman. He'll be first time joining the program. Uh, he is an alternative views uh, writer, uh, and he will, I'd imagine, be discussing the coronavirus in depth in regards to the world uh, New World Order agendas accompanying the coronavirus outbreak, how that looks for you, wherever you are, whether you're on lockdown, uh, in England, in uh, the Philippines, uh, wherever you may be, in California, uh, New York, what's your status? Because here it comes. All right, bringing on uh, Makia Freeman, dialing him right now. Hello, can I help you? Yes, you can, certainly. Makia Freeman, you are on Discussion of Truth. This is Ian Trotje. Welcome to the program, sir. Yes, hi, Ian. How are you doing? Uh, I'm well, thank you. Uh, Makia, thanks for joining the program. It's the first time joining. Uh, we appreciate your time. Would you please, uh, for listeners, please uh, tell, uh, tell a little bit about who you are uh, and what you do. Sure. So I'm an independent researcher and alternative journalist, and I'm the editor of the Freedom Articles. I've been researching the conspiracy, who's running the world, how they're doing it, the New World Order, and all the related topics for uh, well over 10 years. So uh, I have a lot of articles there, a lot of information, and um, just tracking, recently tracking this whole coronavirus fake pandemic that's happening that's uh, an excuse for uh, all these emergency powers and lockdowns that's happening worldwide right as we speak. Love it. Um, uh, Makia, do I hear a British accent? Australian. Australian. Okay. No, so this is interesting now. Um, uh, Julian Assange's defense team, uh, 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 do you want to go into that a little bit uh, before we get into the coronavirus? Uh, uh, They're using coronavirus as a way to possibly get him out. Have you heard that? Yes, I've heard that, although I, the latest I read was that the um, corrupt judge over there, the magistrate, Vanessa Baraita, uh, denied that, um, denied him getting out for that. But yes, I was following the Assange case. I have quite a few articles on that on my website, thefreedomarticles.com. Um, I don't uh, I don't think there's such a, a big case about the freedom of speech as Assange. I mean, it is a truly massive, massive case. And if, if we let a... Uh, a free speech activist and a publisher go to jail just for the supposed crime of publishing truths that are uncomfortable to the government, then we're really in a lot of trouble. 
Yeah, I agree. Thanks, uh, Makia, and I and I appreciate what you've been doing now uh, for for uh, over ten years. Um, what is going on now, in your view, regarding the coronavirus? We've got different countries on lockdown. We've got the state of California on complete ground to a halt. New York, uh, some of the big economies globally, uh, those being in the United States, for instance, are at, at, again at a standstill. Um, we're, we're looking at a complete possible transformation in the way we know life. Um, and it's, and what you're saying is that it's, it's, it's not uh, simply a, uh, a health issue here. This is a, this is a larger agenda. Uh, how do you explain what you, what you see unfolding here? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. So to answer that, I'll have to go into a bit of depth, a bit of background. So, um, we're going to begin by saying that, this kind of thing, um, when it when it was first unfolding, people might have naturally thought, well, it's you know viruses, pandemics happen all the time. They've happened in human history, so you know people would naturally think it's just another natural outbreak. But then, piece by piece, step by step, information has come out, and we're beginning to put the the pieces of the puzzle together here to see that this this thing isn't a natural thing, and it's it's not just a coincidental random outbreak. It's it's been a carefully planned and engineered crisis. And now the authorities all around the world are capitalizing on this uh, to exploit this to pass emergency power bills and to uh, basically roll out all these different agendas, which are all part of the New World Order agenda. And it's, it's all coming together. So to kind of give you the background to this, basically, uh, I'll start by uh, pointing your listeners to a, a Rockefeller Foundation paper that was published in 2010. And that was basically predicting how uh, a pandemic could be used as an excuse to establish global authoritarian power. So they, that, that paper laid out the plan of what you could do, you know, and, and, and it's a very simple recipe. It's basically you get people scared, you get them frightened, you get them panicked, you hype up the threat, whatever it is. In this case, it's a pandemic. And then um, people, people are in fear and they're not thinking rationally and they look outside of themselves for someone to save them, normally some government agency, and then the government agency says, well, you know, uh, we, can, we can kind of help you and save you, but you're going to have to give us more power. And so it's, it's a really tried and true formula. David Icke calls it problem, reaction, solution. Um, the Freemasons, who are a very influential secret society, they have a motto of auto ab chaos, which is a Latin phrase meaning order out of chaos. It's, it's, uh, it's also been described as the Hegelian dialectic after a... Uh, philosopher Hegel, who talked about the thesis, uh, antithesis, and synthesis. But it's, however, whatever you want to call it by, it's the same basic idea, which is basically you just shake things up, you frighten people, you get get people out of the status quo, you introduce some new threat, and then you make all the changes that you've been secretly wanting to make all this time, and you do it under the guise of saving people or having to respond to some crisis. So... Basically, the Rockefeller Foundation paper laid this out in 2010, how they could exploit a pandemic. Then in um, uh, October, around October 18th, in New York, there was an event 201 pandemic simulation preparedness event led by Bill Gates. The CDC was there, big pharma representatives were there. So they were all simulating something, and guess what they were simulating? A coronavirus, and they later said, "Well, it's not—it's not the same coronavirus that our, you know that broke out. This is—this was just um, a general coronavirus, and it wasn't a prediction." And they did all this backpedaling. But they were—they were simulating already for this. Then you have um, the Chinese government as well. I have an article on the Freedom Articles where I talk about how there was possible Chinese government foreknowledge as well, because they were planning for something 30 days before it happened—an outbreak of a virus. Um, then you have the military games in Wuhan uh, that were held um, also on October 18th. And it's just, it's very suspicious when, when you look at all these different organizations and, and groups that, that were planning for this or actively simulating or running exercises or preparing for it in some way or another. And then it happened. So that's the background to it. Then, um, you know, at first it looked like a kind of a horrible thing and the cases were going through the roof in China and started spreading to other countries. But now we're at the stage where, you know, it's March 25th, and we're looking at the global deaths of this thing. And so far, the estimates are in that it's around about 20,000 deaths. Now, of course, you know, we all feel sorry for the people that have died from this, but we have to ask ourselves, why is the world freaking out and going to this 
this level of craziness and madness over 20,000 deaths. Because if you look at the statistics, just in the U.S. alone, from the CDC, take like the last 10 years of stats, they show that the seasonal flu normally kills around between 12,000 and 60,000 people, depending on the year. So you've got, you know, 12 to 60,000 deaths every year just in the U.S. from the flu on one hand. And from this coronavirus, you have 20,000 worldwide deaths. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. It, it, you can't, there's no real way to justify the hysteria if you just look at the cold, hard numbers. The, 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 so this, this thing has definitely been hyped and exploited, and there's really no doubt about that anymore. And, um, you know, they've, they've got people in all this fear. They've got people um, afraid to shake hands, afraid to socialize, afraid to hug, touch, congregate. And um, now they've, they've even got people, you know, all the people that are working um, jobs where they're just kind of going month to month and, and they're working for a wage and they don't, and, and even even businesses, small small business owners, all these people are going to be destroyed. It's it's really going to totally wreck the economy over something that's nowhere near as bad as a seasonal flu. Right, right. No, this is and 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 I think one of the scary elements here is is it's grinding the economy, uh, these economies uh, to a halt, uh, and it's certainly a keeping uh, it's keeping the 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 uh, the non questioning of authority, if you will, uh, uh, taxpayer uh, confined to their to their little hub, uh, putting them further into debt. Um, but what one of the one of the kind of the scary elements here is uh, now you got the National Guard uh, deployed anyway in, in California and I think New York and a couple other states at least one other uh, New Jersey maybe I'm not sure but uh, but but it, it, what I heard today from somebody in the Philippines is that now you've got the government going door to door so if you're kind of looking at and you're talking about the Hegelian dialectic and kind of controlling uh, uh, opposites um, uh, you've got kind of a fear now of uh, you know, Nazi Germany and so what's you know what's the next uh, step to, to elevate this well then you then you can uh, now uh, uh, then you can kind of insert a, a, a mandatory vaccination type uh, type scenario w- where do you see if 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 that's something that you do apply where you're starting uh, the Stafford Act's been been invoked I believe uh, that's been now 10 days uh, I believe uh, and so now you're taking away habeas corpus you're declaring a, a national emergency again I'm confining it to the United States uh, you're taking away due process and so now basically if you're moving in 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 increments minor increments you're moving in a military operation you're completely taking away uh human rights and what any human being can 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 uh can basically say for themselves uh you're you're taking uh you're you're taking uh, somebody you're isolating somebody who's who's got uh the coronavirus per se you're ostracizing them you can do, kind of put them in a fema camp or you can take them away from their family put them in a fema camp fema camp what are your thoughts on that sort of thing as far as human rights? What type of violations do you see unfolding as a possibility here? Yes, uh, everything you just outlined is, is happening as we speak. Um, the Department of Justice in the U.S., we can talk about the U.S. to begin with. Uh, the Attorney General is uh, Barr. Now, he's interestingly enough the same guy that, that has pathetically overseen the Jeffrey Epstein case. And I've been following that. I have quite a few articles on that. Barr is actually linked to Epstein through uh, his father employing Epstein years ago. And, you know, that, that was a, a massive scandal that, that exposed all the pedophilia that's going on in the world that's rife. I mean, it's touching all these top politicians, businessmen, celebrities. Uh, and William Barr's done nothing about that. And, and, you know, everyone knows that Epstein didn't kill himself. It became a, a very common and popular meme throughout you know, last year, people posting it all the time, all these different memes of Epstein didn't kill himself. So he's he's the guy that's overseeing this and is absolutely doing nothing and, you know, contributing to the cover-up. So this guy Barr now wants to uh, have the Department of Justice suspend normal constitutional rights and, as you said, um, uh, detain people indefinitely without trial, which is the same um, kind of thing they were doing after 9-11. And they basically want to... Uh, override all these things that people have fought so hard to, to enact in the U.S. I mean, um, it's, you know, another, another thing he's asking to do is basically asking to stop the courts um, during an emergency, asking to have no jury there. So 
if you go back in time and look at like what the founding fathers said during the, the founding of, of the U.S. Republic, these these things were very important to make sure that there was a decentralized, limited government. And so the the real worry here is that people are going to be too scared and not not, not going to be thinking clearly or rationally about the real importance of having um, these fundamental rights, and they're just going to give them up to the government because they're scared yeah. right now about a virus that isn't even really that bad. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you know from the onset of this, Makia, did you, did you know once this broke? Now, now, now actually, coincidentally enough, I started this program uh, four years ago uh, in Miami Beach because of the Zika outbreak. I, uh, you probably remember that. And as I started looking into that, I was then uh, taken to a Stanford uh, uh, Hoover fellow, Anthony Sutton, and he went into a Hegelian dialectic, and what he talked about was uh, Prescott Bush uh, investing and in, in, in giving money to Hitler Germany and also to the United States, so he's funding, like you're saying, he's funding both both sides of the conflict. But what was interesting is that I found Rockefeller hands uh, not only owning the patent of the extraction of the Zika virus from the uh, macabre monkey in the Uganda forest, but also owning the pesticide that was being forced on the Miami Beach population, and you've got uh, you've got that as a known neurotoxin, uh, which causes microcephaly in developing fetus, uh, and that's that's from a study out of uh, Sweden, I think it was Oslo. Um, so that's kind of the inception of uh, this program. And here you've got four four uh, four years later, you've got coronavirus. So it's kind of this Zika cold flu like symptoms, uh, which was the same thing we lived in uh, in, in, in the Zika uh, uh, scare. Uh, you've got that now magnified on a global. Agenda, um, which is now pushing, uh, pushing censorship. What What are your comments regarding censorship, uh, Mikia? What's What's How do you see this? Um, uh, do you see uh, mandatory vaccinations happening, and then, and then, of course, uh, uh, microchipping? Where do you see this? Uh, where's, where do you see the next level step here with censorship? Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll get onto that in just a second, but I do want to loop back and say that. Uh, I was following the Zika outbreak as it happened, and I did, I did come across the same information you just repeated, that basically um, they, the, the authorities hype a pandemic like this, and they make it seem like there's some scary thing happening when it's really not that bad, and then they have a vaccine that they have a patent on, and so then they have the solution in hand. So it's, again, the problem-reaction-solution. And the same thing is happening here with the... Um, coronavirus because if you investigate it you can find out that this same guy bill gates who's pushing for the whole world to be vaccinated and seems to be a new world new world order front man right now because he's behind so many of these agendas so he he has funded a company that owns uh the patent Peerbright, and then he's also um behind funding to a san diego company Inovio, or you know that says that they have a vaccine already for the coronavirus so um it's the same kind of agenda you know they're creating a problem um deliberately and then they're coming forward with the vaccine so on to censorship yeah the censorship has been a problem um big tech companies are now getting in on it and they're censoring um not even just bearing or down ranking or hiding articles and videos but in some cases just deleting them um they're really trying to stop people from sharing information they're trying to get everyone to go to one official source um which is the world health organization or the cdc uh, but they're, they're, of course, in the hands and in the pockets of the New World Order, so um, obviously not to be trusted. Uh, but yes, the, big, the bigger problem really above censorship is, is the mandatory vaccinations, and that, that has been uh, an agenda for quite a while. So if you've been following it, you can see that state by state, what they tr have been trying to do is to eliminate exemptions. So first, they're eliminating philosophical exemptions or personal exemptions. Then they're eliminating religious exemptions. Then they're trying to eliminate medical exemptions, and they're even pressuring doctors not to write medical exemptions. And so different laws have been passed in New York and California particularly to try to tighten the noose and to eliminate these. And some states such as Hawaii have made it now trying to make it so that your child can't go to school unless they have vaccinations. Right. So this is an agenda that's been happening, you know, in the background before this whole crisis. And now that this has happened, it's, it's they're trying to get even more people on board, first of all, by scaring them and just saying, well, you know, there's this horrible uh, virus, so you're going to have to be vaccinated to be safe against it. Um, but then there's going to be the public shaming aspect of, oh, well, you, you're not vaccinated, so you're not doing your part for the uh, community. And that's based on the whole pseudoscientific myth of herd immunity. And... Um, 
a particularly sinister aspect of the vaccines is that you know that we already know that they're they're full of toxins. They're, they're, they have things like formaldehyde and um, uh, aluminum and mercury sometimes in them, as well as all sorts of other stuff which is completely toxic to the to the human body. Uh, and and you know they have known carcinogens and mutagens inside of them. But on top of that, now Bill Gates, that that man again, is putting microchips inside of them and he's even come out and said this interesting uh, recently he made a comment that he wants everyone to have digital certificates he wants to put some chip in the vaccines and then have the technology to scan people and read that chip and read your medical history and see if you've been vaccinated or not read other things about you so this this is really culminating in a very very dangerous agenda the human microchipping agenda and if we allow uh governments to do this to either you know, to trick us or scare us or force us into getting vaccinated, we've really, really lost um, lost the fight here because that's complete tyranny. I mean, that is complete medical fascism to allow the state to have the authority to have uh, over your body and to tell you what you can put in your body or not. Um, and once once we allow that and, you know, once people, if, if people get chipped, um, then it's really going to be um, a very difficult fight to ever regain freedom because we don't know really anything at all about how these chips are going to be used in the future. It's quite possible that these chips could be remote controlled. It's quite possible that once the chips are inside your body, that uh, the ruling class have the technology to, um, you know, broadcast certain things to those chips. They could affect your emotions. They could affect your thoughts. They could uh, influence you in ways that you can't even imagine. And then you're basically going to become like a robot, like a machine, like a node on the grid. And this this is um, this agenda is being rolled out with with the five G agenda, the fifth generation wireless, right. and that's that's connected to, to this whole thing as well. Right. Uh, so for listeners out there, uh, I, I just came across a study PubMed dot NCBI dot NLM dot NIH dot gov. Um, it's a, a 2017. So, so you alluded to uh, you know these Rockefeller papers and the coronavirus being a, 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 a theater epidemic, if you will, which it which it which it which it is now today. Uh, it seems uh, in New York uh, and and actually the corner the name coronavirus being used. So here, 2017 PubMed uh, actually a study saying that flu vaccination those injected with the flu vaccination amongst their study. Uh, uh, and their their pop- population of study um, uh, have a 36 percent uh, chance, uh, a higher chance of, of uh, uh, obtaining the uh, uh, the coronavirus. Um, so you're talking about vaccinations and flu vaccinations, and mandatory vaccinations, and the microchipping. This is this is um, this is a, 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 a insane concern here uh, for for listeners. And um, and uh, please be aware. Uh, but let me ask you a question here, Makia. Um, and and it goes to um, it goes to your DC dirty laundry um, uh, uh, article. Is the coronavirus Epidemic a race based. You talk about uh, eugenics and that and whatnot, but is the coronavirus epidemic a race based bioweapon? You know, that's a very good question. Um, originally, I thought that it might be because it seemed to be targeting Chinese and at least Asian people. It went into South Korea a lot. Um, it seemed to be targeting them disproportionately. Um, but now that it's spread around the world, it's hard to say. Um, I, I think um, there is there is some evidence that it might be. Um, I have an article on the Freedom Articles called China Will Catch a Cold, and that is um, a brief article about a very interesting interview that was done by Project Camelot. Uh, it was released in 2010, so it's 10 years ago. It's been on the public record for a while. And um, in that interview, they were interviewing an Illuminati insider who, who was anonymous, but he said he went to a uh, City of London meeting where, you know, and as you know, the City of London is the financial center of the world, very, very powerful. The people are very high up there. And they were talking about this plan that they were going to release a bioweapon that was going to be targeted against the Chinese, that they were going to release it in China. And they kind of jokingly said, China will catch a cold. And so this meeting happened in 2005. And this, this um, insider felt had some conscience and felt guilty and decided to go public with it in 2010. And he reported the plan then. So I, I, think, I think there's definitely a possibility that that it is a bioweapon that's racially targeted. However, um, it's also possible that what we're seeing around the world are different strains. Um, you know, there may have been a strain that was released in Iran 
there may be a different strain again that was released in Italy that spread to the rest of Europe now. Um, I do find it very interesting that, and, and you know, beyond coincidence, because there's just too many coincidences here. And, and, and one clue when you're studying all this uh, conspiratorial New World Order uh, stuff, if you see a lot of coincidences happen, chances are they're actually not a coincidence and they're pointing to a deeper conspiracy. So the fact that the uh, coronavirus infected so many Iranian lawmakers. So, so many people in the parliament of Iran, it's just to me beyond coincidence. Um, and Iran happens to be really on the chopping block. It's, it's under the, um, it's under attack by the US and Israel all the time. Um, and they're always thinking of ways they can undermine it. There's massive sanctions against Iran, which have caused a huge economic difficulty. And unfortunately it's hit most of the Iranian people the worst. Um, and the US has been just itching to start a war with Iran for a long time basically because it's following the Zionist foreign policy. So I do think that that's another clue here that this, this thing may have been um, targeted towards certain populations, but I don't think we quite have enough evidence to say for sure. Now, I want to, I want to go back to your, 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 uh, your talk about the Corporation of London, uh, which is interchangeable with the Bank of London, and uh, that certainly, uh, I, I talk about this on the program a, a lot, that controlling the foreign affairs of, uh, of England, whereas the Queen of England must ask to enter um, and speak with uh, with the city of London in that regard, and this is this is the financial center of London, which is has nothing to do with London, has nothing to do with England. Uh, it's an independent, sovereign organization. Uh, last week we had on uh, the program uh, City University uh, City University of London um, uh, uh, econ- economist uh, Roland Palin uh, with uh, co- co-author Anastasia Nesvitalova. The hidden nature of finances, sabotage is their latest. Uh, well, the book that they've they've co-authored. And he actually talked about uh, the, the the Corporation of London in that it predates, uh, and this would be mind-boggling for listeners to really conceptualize, but it predates William the Conqueror of 1066. And he was actually, on, from my understanding, you can correct me and talk about this a little bit, Mikia, but my understanding is that that is a medieval, and even Roland said it was medieval, that was his term, it is a medieval uh, system of banking that existed prior to, to uh to William the Conqueror he was unable to conquer it and it has remained its own sovereign power up to this day of 2020 alluding he alluded it to being a Roman uh, system what are your thoughts and comments on that Makia yes the city of London is part of a tripartite kind of organizational group um it's called you know some people call it the empire of the city so you have the city of London which is the world financial center then you have uh, the Vatican City, which again is, is like the city of London. It's not part of Italy. It's its own sovereign country. It's, it's the religious center. And then you have Washington, D.C., which is D.C. stands for District of Columbia. It's a district that's separate to the 50 states. It's its own sovereign entity as well. So you have these three cities within a city, and each, each of them are within other cities, but they're not part of those countries where they're ge- geographically located. And these are the three power centers through which the New World Order runs the world. And um, the city of London does have history going way back um, to the Knights Templar and other secret societies that first came up with this idea of fiat currency and basically making money out of nothing. And the, the, you know, that has influenced all the development of the central banks in Europe through the Rothschilds. And um, it's, it's the same scam, basically, that's continued from the Middle Ages up to, the, to today. And yes, centered there which, you know, the city of London is home to a lot of Illuminati bloodlines. But, Makia, is this a uh, is this a, an American-driven agenda? Where is this, where's the driving force behind this? Let's Let's just assume uh, listeners uh, conceptualize this that they're that they're whether it's this threat, the coronavirus threat, or or it's a, another threat. It seems to be inevitable that there is a mandatory vaccination agenda developing. Like you said, Hawaii, California, uh, a lot of these kids have to have these vaccinations to enter schools. Now you're saying Bill Gates has actually uh, openly stated that there are microchips included in some of these vaccinations. Um, if, if we take if we take that where. It, where is this being incepted from, in your view, Makia? Well, I think this comes back to the, the nature of the New World Order, which is a, a, a group of people that basically want to have a world government. And so they're no longer part of one country in particular. 
And I know, uh, looking at your website, you've gotten into, gotten into researching some of these key groups, such as the Bilderberg Group and the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission and other groups like this. So you have these key organizations and groups around the world, and that's, that gives you a sense of um, you know, what, what this organization is. But you've got people even, even above that, that they, they don't have any allegiance to a particular place or country or nation. They, they want a world government and um, they're, they're using countries to roll it out. They're using the, the US military to, to bring countries under the heel. And you know, you've seen this happen in the Middle East in the last 20 years, especially country after country being invaded and being occupied with US bases and being brought into the empire. But ultimately, it's, it's not about um, making the US the leader of this empire. It's going to be about making all countries part of a, a global system where there'll be a one world bank, one world currency, and a microchip population, and a one world army. And then the, the people that are rolling this out want to be the overlords of that system, and they, they don't they're going to basically destroy national sovereignty, including the, the U.S., uh, and um, bring every country into this system. That's that's their agenda. Yeah, and let's let's talk uh, let's talk for a few moments about uh, the cashless agenda. Of course, I mean one of the one of the one of the the, the common things is, hey, uh, you're being quarantined to your house, but when you do get uh, let out to go to the store, and if you choose to pay uh, with cash, you don't know where. Uh, who's touched that cash and where that cash has been. So that, does that have the virus on it? Amazon facilities now are saying some of their workers uh, have, have have come down with the virus. Um, so do you want to order from Amazon? It's this, it's this massive media, mass media uh, scare tactic push, pushing agenda. But then let's, let's step back and, and fold in uh, cryptocurrency uh, uh, in, in, into that. How do you see that uh, unfolding, uh, Makia? Yes, the cashless agenda is just yet another agenda that's being pushed out here. I mean, there's so many agendas, it's, it's unbelievable. You've got censorship, it's surveillance, quarantines. Um, then you've got, as we said, mandatory vaccination, microchipping, uh, cashless agenda. Uh, so many things are being pushed out now, which have been waiting in the wings. They've been slowly pushed forward. Um, I've been researching this. I've been knowing that they're coming, and now suddenly they're just the the authorities in every every country yeah. are basically using the excuse to just suddenly roll these out and push them out while people are on lockdown and distracted and panicked and hyped. And it's it's a very blatant um, attempt for them to get away with this. And uh, I really hope that people can um, remain calm and rational and really look and pay close attention to what's going on because I believe the agenda is actually really transparent if, if you look at it. So the cashless agenda is basically the agenda to eliminate cash and to introduce digital currencies. And that what that would do would give the government unprecedented control because then they would be able to um, monitor and at least record every single financial transaction. So right. they'll know exactly what you're buying. Uh, if you buy books about certain things, they'll know what you're reading and what you're interested in. Um, if you pay for certain services, they'll, they'll know that. So it's, it's basically total control. There's no more anonymity or privacy. Yeah. And um, that, that has been um, an agenda for a while. And then you, knowing that, it's easy to kind of see these so-called leaders offer these pathetic excuses to, to try to justify it. For example, in China, they, they started saying, oh, well, the cash might spread the virus, so we're going to have to take cash out of circulation. And the World, head, World Health Organization head, uh, Dr. Tedros, who uh, is from Ethiopia, um, now he was actually um, uh, accused of several corruption charges there in, in Ethiopia, but now he's the director of the WHO, which is a Rockefeller organization, the Rockefellers being one of the main New World Order bloodline families. So... You know, he's basically, Tedros is saying, well, um, you know, we bet, you better not use cash because it could carry the virus. Now, this is just a really blatant attempt to scare people and to get them to um, submit to this cashless agenda. Um, you, we, we really have to think clearly uh, during this whole thing because um, it's just so easy to get caught up in the hype and panic. And then what happens is you go to your reptilian brain, the fight or flight part of your brain that, that, that wants to react and not think, think things through. Um, but, but if you keep calm and, and you really look at this, I mean, there are so many assumptions that are underlying this whole thing. There's the assumptions that there is this killer virus out there and that even if you get it, that it's going to, like, you know, cause all those problems. I mean, that, that's an assumption to begin with because it's quite possible to have dormant viruses in your body that don't, don't cause any problems at all. And 
they're completely fine. And another assumption is, oh, well, the virus can survive on surfaces for days. That's what we're being told. I would, I would question that. I mean, I would question everything about this whole thing. I would not take anything the authorities say as truth, take it with a grain of salt, question everything. I don't believe that viruses can just survive for surfaces, on surfaces for days and days and days. I don't believe that's possible, but do your own research. Don't, don't take it from me. See what you think. Um, but they're using this excuse to, to push out the cashless agenda. And actually, I have an article on the Freedom Articles. Just the other day, they tried to, they, they, uh, the Democrats launched a bill, two bills in the House that mentioned for the first time digital dollar and a central bank digital currency. Yeah, so this they're using this opportunity to try to roll that out. Now, in one of the bills, they took out the, that, that is still, I believe, in the other one. And so they're, they're basically trying to uh, force people that, are, that have been affected by this to sign up to get digital dollars and get a digital wallet, and it's going to be a central bank digital currency that's overseen by the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government. So yet another agenda that's been pushed uh, under our noses right as we speak. That's remarkable, and that's found at your website, Makia. Yes, thefreedomarticles.com. Check it out. I have quite a few articles on the coronavirus. Uh, I've been following this very closely. There's a lot of information just exploding all over the place now. Everything is almost changing by the hour and by the day. So uh, please visit the Freedom Articles to keep up to date. So W. Gifford Jones, as we wind down here, W. Gifford Jones is a Harvard-educated MD based out of uh, uh, Toronto, I believe it is. Uh, he's Canadian. Um, he said on the program a couple weeks ago that vitamin C taken intravenously would kill any virus. He stood by that. He's 96 years old, including the coronavirus. So listeners out there, uh, take that to note. Uh, but, Makia, let's spend a couple minutes here as we wind down. Let's talk about resolution. Um, certainly reading your website, reading your publications, uh, reading uh, others that are aligned with 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 your view of, of what's unfolding helps. But w- for listeners out there, uh, w- what's some resolution? What's some steps? Is some states uh, some steps that can be taken? Of course, um, I, I'm not sure where you're where you're located right now, but you you are Australian. Um, but this is a global thing. So regardless of wherever anybody is, um, uh, it, it's 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 an element of yes, going to your local politicians. Certainly in the United States, going to uh, the Senate or you know where it may be. Uh, make make a change. What are some steps from your view, Makia, that you would impress upon listeners of what they can do to make a change? Yes, good question. So, first of all, I think the most important thing is to keep calm, keep rational. Okay, don't don't buy into all the fear and hype. So, this virus um, is seems to be only mostly affecting people with weakened immune systems, the elderly. So. Um, do your best if you're in one of those um, brackets. Try to, you know, try to take extra precautions. But for most people, um, it's not it's not going to be a problem. There's people that have contracted this and they've only had very mild symptoms um, or no symptoms at all. So you don't have to freak out. Is the first thing. Second thing is question everything that the authorities are telling you. Question the need for it. Um, the third thing I would say is practice practice good hygiene. I mean, it's always good to practice good hygiene. So so. You know, wash your hands for 20 seconds with soap carefully. Um, wipe down surfaces. Just take take good hygienic precautions. Um, fourth thing is, it's always good, I think, to have uh, on hand a, a range of natural supplements. And there's plenty of great natural supplements out there that, that can really boost your immune system. And, and coming back to the first point of, that I made about keeping calm, you know, fear is one of the things that suppresses the immune system most. So if you're if you're Interesting. Um, stressed out and afraid, then that's gonna, that itself is going to lower your your immune system, and that is going to make you more susceptible to this. So germs don't just attack us. You know, there's there's different theories out there about uh, germs, and the germ theory has become kind of the main one that, is, that has influenced Western medicine. But there was also another theory called terrain theory, and that's all about your gut and your immune system and your microbiome. And by keeping that strong, you can keep yourself strong and you can make yourself less susceptible and able to resist um, pathogens. So focus on that. Focus on building your own immunity. And uh, and then you're not going to have to worry so much about contracting anything. Um, as you said, vitamin C. And In China, they use intravenous vitamin C, and they're using that in New York hospitals as well, and it's working. And so, you know, take, take vitamin C, take vitamin D. A lot of people get... Uh, 
way insufficient uh, vitamin D in the winter, especially when the sunshine is, is, is less, and then their immune system is, isn't as strong. So keep, you know, take vitamin C and D. Um, take antiviral, natural antiviral supplements, such as olive leaf extract. Um, that's, that's really powerful against all kinds of viruses. So there, there are a lot of natural things, garlic, colloidal silver. There's a lot of natural things you can take that will boost your immune system, and then you're not going to have to be in, into much fear about this. And I also want to mention that I'm also the senior researcher for toolsforfreedom.com, which is a storefront website. We sell a lot of natural supplements, including olive leaf extract, uh, including things like vitamin O, which is an oxygen supplement uh, that can help oxygenate your body and get rid of disease. So there are there's plenty of great natural supplements there you can take to protect yourself. There are things that you can do without having to rely on drugs and vaccines. Well said. Getting the health under control and, and strengthening that immune system is key. Once that's under control, in your view, Makia, what's the next step? How, how do you? How do you? How does a listener uh, uh, chip away at this global organization to, let's just say, uh, implement the uh, new world order, global global order, one world order? I always thought it was interesting how uh, a guy that uh, starts Microsoft, a computer software uh, company, uh, is now putting mostly all all of his fortune seemingly into healthcare. I always thought that, I mean, that's been over 10 years, I think, but I always uh, found that to be interesting. What can listeners do, uh, uh, certainly to strengthen their immune system, what can they do as far as niching away at this uh, at this global rule? I, I think that's going to come down to um, people's area of interest and skill and talent. Um, it's, it's definitely important to get your information from different sources, from alternative sources. The mainstream media has long been bought and sold out. Um, it's basically just pushing the agenda. It's, it's, they're the narrative managers. They're, they're managing the perception of nations and the world, and they want you to believe something because it's going to serve their masters. So uh, get away from the mainstream media. Get your information from um, truth, truth sources and you know, really, really do your own research about things. Then, in your own way, find find a way that you know a cause, a passion that you can you feel is is important. You know, some people are pushing back against genetically modified food by um, raising awareness about that and uh, supporting organic industries and starting organic farms. Some people are pushing back against the mandatory vaccines by educating people about that. Um, everyone has their own area to push back against this system. Um, but but this this new world order system is affecting every 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 area of our lives. You know, it's affecting finance, it's affecting health, it's affecting education, it's affecting media information. There's really no area that's not and that's not affecting because it's try, trying to create a tyrannical worldwide system. So people need to push back in whatever way helps them. I mean, the, the key is always going to be to share truthful information to not trust authorities when they're trying to trick you and deceive you into giving up your rights and freedom. And it's going to be to decentralize. You know, there's decentralized platforms on the internet that can't be censored. Um, cash, cash is decentralized in a way and anonymous. Um, buying food locally from farmers markets rather than big corporations is another way to bring to decentralize. So um, placing an emphasis on decentralization in all areas of your life. Beautifully said. Ladies and gentlemen, Makia Freeman. Uh, Makia, once again, uh, where listeners can find your work, your website, and donate to your program. Thank you, yes. Uh, Thefreedomarticles.com is the my main alternative media independent news website. Um, we have a very um, limited, you know, operation here, so any donations would be greatly appreciated, even just $1 or $2 a month to do all the um, hard work and research that we do to bring you the truth. Uh, please donate. Uh, there are links on the site. And then um, I'm also with toolsforfreedom.com, which is a storefront with much the same great information that I write about, um, and you can get reports and DVDs and natural health supplements there. Thank you, Makia. Looking forward to inviting you back on the program. Thanks, Ian. Have a great day. Makia Freeman, so folks, uh, you've got it there in a nutshell, um, alternatively, what's happening globally. Uh, Makia's been looking into this for over 10 years. Uh, A. Ralph Epperson, author of the book New World Order. It, unfortunately, that hour we had some technical issues we were going in, in and out, um, but... Some of the information he was revealing after 50 years of researching uh, is eye-popping. 
Uh, Mickey, I mentioned David Icke. He's been on this program. Uh, Jordan Maxwell, uh, who was the name wasn't addressed, but uh, again, he's 80 years old, and he's been uh, researching the uh, puppeteering going on in Hollywood for 50 years. 50 years. Same with a Ralph Epperson. So you've got here a people uh, like Makia, for instance, uh, over a decade of researching what's going on, uh, 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 saying, "Hey, this is your 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 mainstream media is not painting you a thorough picture. In fact, it's not even accurate." And like Ray McGovern mentioned on this program. Uh, who used to hand-deliver briefings to Bush Sr. in the White House, almost 30 years he spent, high-level CIA. He said on this very program, he said, look, Ian, uh, actually, you know what? I'll bring it right up and I'll, and I'll read it verbatim. We no longer have any real sense of free media. The only hope now is people like you who can repair the damage and get people listening to people who know what they're talking about. A guy like Makia Freeman, he knows what he's talking about. Donate to his program, read his blogs, his articles, his website. I mentioned DC Dirty Laundry. That's just one of his outlets. Make a change, folks. Understand what's happening. Okay? And know... That some of these some of these rights that you enjoy are swiftly disappearing and dissipating. Is this really a man to machine uh, element? What's going on here? Is there something more in your control? And certainly, putting microchips in vaccinations is under your control. Nobody should be putting anything in your body. That's a complete violation of your body. I don't think anybody should be emitting uh, arsenals into the air you breathe, yet that's happening. That's being permitted to happen globally. NASA's doing it. This is fact. People refer to it as chemtrails. That's a violation of your airspace. And you let another human being do that to you. What gives any member of the human species any, any right to dictate how you live your life. If you have a problem with that, then you need to talk. If you don't have a problem with it, well, fold your hands, do nothing. That's your choice, folks. Uh, we'll be back next hour. That's me, Ian Trache, Discuss Your Truth. I'll be bringing on J.P. Lindstroth for a fourth hour quadruple header today uh, because of demand uh, J.P. Lindstroth joining in about 15 minutes. I'll be back in a few. You've tuned in to the discussion to truth.